Let's give it a go. The first thing I recognized as a Bulls fan in The Last Dance was the consistency of rubbing it in Patrick Ewing's face. You have a, a modern-day Patrick Ewing, coach of Georgetown, wearing a Jumpman shirt. Uh, in the intro, it's Patrick Ewing getting dunked over by Scottie Pippen, that famous, uh, I think it's for the 93 playoffs at the Madison Square Garden. And then the first episode's pretty much about how Jordan owned him in the 1982 NCAA Final Four. So, as a Knicks fan, how do you feel about the last dance, a.k.a. Patrick Ewing never won a ring? Wow. Uh, where where would I start? Um, <laughs> you know, let, you brought up the Georgetown thing, which one of the first – First of all, this is basically I'm I'm going to talk about this as if Michael Jordan's directing it because essentially that's what we're watching. It's Jordan. He's he's owned it's, his image yeah. forever. Right. Um I love how the narrative was so conveniently like, you know, winning that NCAA title and then going to the NBA, forgetting about those two extra seasons in which he didn't win championships in college. What he happened to, to those years? He already, he he would just go to the Olympics and won a gold medal instead. He doesn't need college clearly I'm just saying the narrative left out a lot of context sure, um, sure, sure. To, to kind of build this, like reached one plateau and went right to the NBA. No, he lost two more titles and, you know, or, or, you know, two years of college where he didn't win a title. Um, I don't know, man, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Reggie Miller doc hurts a lot more as a Knicks fan. I'll put it that way. Everybody, everybody got fucked by Jordan. It's did like everybody get fucked by Jordan. Or it's like, yeah, he's the best. It's the same say, thing as getting fucked by LeBron. No, LeBron is better than you. You didn't figure out a way to defeat LeBron. You don't deserve to win. Sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, okay. It doesn't necessarily sting as a Knicks fan. I'll put it that way. Good. The You are excited to watch this. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm Are you excited it. to finish it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's it's great. It's great entertainment. You know what happens. <laughs> we're, we're not even yeah. like we're not they beat them, they beat the monsters. <laughs> That's true. I hate that movie. I it's have so no bad. love for it's that a movie. Bad film. Bad I'm film. 37. I feel like Okay, so let me just How old are you? 34. So this matters a bit. By the time the Bulls won their final championship. That was my freshman year in high school. So the, what the last dance did for me was give me a reason to get in touch with people, some of which I haven't spoken to in years, asking them, like, hey, do you remember us ever watching the Bulls together or even talking about the Bulls, specifically the 97-98 season? And the answer is no. Because, really? Yeah, yeah, the answer is no. We were all so spoiled. I remember watching every single playoff game. I could tell you – I have not rewatched any of these either. And I could tell you, like, what happens in a lot of the Utah series. And I could tell you, like, a lot of what happens throughout the 97-98 season. I don't remember having one conversation with a peer about it, seriously, other than the Judd Bushler fan club which was a thing that was like wow. the local alt rock station was sort of making fun of Judd Bushler, but whatever that and Rodman and that's it. And I had so many conversations with peers in seventh grade and eighth grade during those other two seasons that by the time the sixth rolled around, I think the city of Chicago, specifically the youth of Chicago was completely spoiled and we expected way too hmm. much championship fatigue. Yeah, totally. I, it's, <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. I remember the 98 Chicago Cubs playoff appearance garnering more attention than the 1998 Bulls championship. Incredible. Well, it kind of makes sense, though, because 
the Cubs haven't were not even in the playoffs since '89. They didn't advance. They didn't really do anything until since '45. Before they didn't win since 1908. So like it made sense why the Cubs were a slightly bigger deal. Also, everyone in the city knew. And the NBA, this is it. This is the last season. So, like, of course they're going to win because they're going to implode the whole thing. So that's interesting. In that context, it's kind of like this is one of the least interesting parts of the Bulls um, dynasty because you have, like, obviously the first the first championship is the most exciting and then the retirement and the comeback. And, and the, yeah, maybe this is, like, the least memorable. Yeah, it, it well, the least memorable was the Portland series only because there was one exciting game. And it's just because Jordan hit so many threes in one quarter. And, like, it was before threes were a thing, if that makes sense. Mm. By the way, that's another jarring thing to do is watch, like, early, like, 80s NCAA and early 80s uh, NBA. And there's, like, no threes at all. So so here's, here's something interesting. This is a nice uh, conspiracy that's been floating around. For three seasons, right, starting in 94, 95, the NBA um, shortened the three-point line. Mm-hmm by almost two feet now there are some people that think that was done to potentially keep the bull streak alive to cater to that kind of mid-range game that jordan's playing shortening that line make i I don't know it's interesting it's an interesting time for that to have happened and i wonder how it affected the nba during that period of time yeah i know it doesn't matter (laughs) <laughs> that, that wouldn't have stopped anybody. It, it doesn't matter at all. There was there wasn't a Steph Curry. Steph Curry was the only legitimate like three point game changer. Yes, Craig Hodges won the three point contest, but like put him in a game. What's he going to hit like two threes? John Paxson's going to hit like two threes. That's nothing. It's not worth it. Jordan going to the line eighteen times. That matters. Sure. And sure. that's still like the superstar calls. Like LeBron and Jordan are going to get calls that nobody else gets. That's just how it is. That's been proven. So are you enjoying it so far? I'm enjoying it immensely. What I want to know is, will they even name the 12 players on the 97-98 roster? My guess is no. We have eight more hours. You would, you would, you know, imagine they have I will to. bet you $5 Judd Bushler is not, has, has not said in the current context <laughs> once. <laughs> you don't want to lose I'll, $5? I'll, I'll you don't want to win I'll $5? I'm going to take that bet. I'm going right, to take good. that bet. I think his name will be said. No, no, you, but it can't be like Marv Albert in a clip. It has to be like no, 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 yeah. 2018, 19, 20, 20 footage. Someone saying Judd Bushler. Yeah, like okay, cool. like, a, like, a, like, a, like an interview subject yes. bringing him up. Sure, I'll take that bet. Was the NBA as big of a deal to you when you were 14 years old as it is now, or was it a bigger deal? Oh, man, it was it was... 14. Yeah, it was a huge deal. It was just as big, I'd say. Okay. But more, I mean, when you're younger, it's different. You're more emotional. And, 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 you know, the internet's changed so much too because we, you know, I grew up watching Knicks games and because the Bulls were on WGN, you could watch Bulls games. You didn't really watch other games the way that you do now with League Pass mm-hmm. or streaming or sure. Twitter clips and highlights. So, like, my context of other players in the league was getting the newspaper and seeing the league leaders and rebounds and points. You don't really know like what's Clyde Drexler's game like yeah. outside of when he plays the Knicks or the Bulls. Um, so the context is so different for a fan's understanding of the league at that point versus now. Do you think that it, I can't imagine anyone watching Bulls basketball not in Chicago during the 80s, like before they were good. Like, no, of course not. That was the whole point. They were saying like they couldn't even sell out the arena. Yeah. But 
my entire life, Jordan was there. Like his rookie season, I wasn't. I had no memories yet. So from the moment of birth until now, I've not me. Like I, this is not a burden, but I've been living under this man's shadow, if not statue, and. Mm-hmm. It's completely ruined my thought process of what good basketball is because Michael Jordan is not good basketball. Michael Jordan is like fucking he's the only one. He's one of one. So it doesn't make sense. It, it's it's very difficult to be as excited as you were as a kid See, just, watching basketball. Well, I, I can understand why that might be true for you and a lot of other Bulls fans. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not like necessarily a huge basketball junkie outside of that. No, no, I still follow the Bulls, period. And then I'll watch the the playoffs and I'll watch the All-Star game and like occasionally okay. I'll like I'll watch Clippers Lakers. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, what struck me watching this is and I I'm 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 not even speaking as a Knicks fan or a Jordan hater per se. I, I'm I'm talking about like watching the footage of basketball from those years. I'm like, this shit was boring. Yeah. They're moving slow. They're like, "Wow, look at that dunk. He really got up and dunked it with one hand." You watch the NBA now, it's fucking insane what players can do. And Steph Curry, James Harden, they would have averaged 80 a game back then. I mean, Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I think the game has gotten better. I think it's a more exciting time to watch the game. I, you know, yes, I, there's nostalgia involved with basketball at that time, but I don't know. I think it's more exciting now. It's more exciting on a game to game level, but it was way more exciting to see one team do this and it wasn't a team that was built like the way the Warriors were built. I like the Warriors. I want to make that clear. But once you bring in Durant, that's sort of like if the Bulls brought on Barkley. Does that make sense? Like it Yeah, it does. It it's does. just like, yeah, you're the you should fucking win. You're the best team. And that's the only reason why LeBron lost, who is, I think, way better than Jordan ever has been. Yeah, absolutely. And it's comical that people even try to make that comparison. But because LeBron didn't stay for the Cavs, once again, good for him. He shouldn't have stayed with the Cavs. It's oh. not this dynasty thing where Jordan and the Bulls, it meant something more because it was the same team. If he does this with the Wizards, if they like, if for some reason he goes to the Wizards in like 96 instead, or sorry, in 95, that's not as exciting if he wins three no. with the Wizards at the exact same players for some no. odd reason. Yeah, it's true. Could you explain to me why Jordan coming back in 2001 to 2003 wasn't a bigger deal, specifically when the Wizards played the uh, the Trailblazers and Scotty was a Blazer? I thought it was a big deal. I mean, I was at Jordan's last game at Madison Square Garden. I, you know, yeah, I was all in on that shit, but... But it wasn't like Kobe's last season. Kobe's last season was like an event, well, I think it's because of the optics of the Wizards jersey was always weird. It was just always a weird coda that I don't think gave us the kind of emotional conclusion we wanted with his career. You know, so if, Jordan comes back to the Bulls in 01 to 03. They do the same thing as the Wizards. They don't make the playoffs. You're saying if it's he retires as a Bull like that, oh my it's God. as big He's as Kobe. Wearing the, wearing the 23 Bulls yeah. jersey and every – yeah, my God. It would be an event. Because I was watching clips last night of Pippen versus Jordan, like the only time they met up in the regular season. It was fucking boring, and it wasn't even on ESPN. It was on, like, the DC Comcast station because it was a Wizards game. Yeah, exactly right. That's weird to me. You would think that would be a huge deal. It's just not – yeah, it's not not the same. There's something about the optics of it that tricked the brain into being like, this isn't the thing. This isn't the thing I grew up with. This This is a different thing. When you were growing up, were there local fast food Knicks items? So in Chicago, uh, Burger King had the like 
bendable, stretchy, stretch Armstrong type figures of the Bulls, but because Jordan wouldn't license himself, they didn't have Jordan, and because they didn't want to buy the Chicago Bulls names, it was just like guys in red stuff and their numbers. I really forgot about this. And every video game back then, it was like shooting guard 23. You, exactly. you couldn't even put his name in the video games. But did you have any like local Knicks? Did like Burger King have a local Knicks Patrick Ewing thing? If they did, it would have been like 94, and I was probably too young to really remember. But no, I mean, no, the Knicks weren't a national – it wasn't like the Bulls, man. Nothing – your experience as a basketball fan at that age is is unfair, and it's nothing like any of the rest of us experienced. Do you think teams. that it's better or worse? Because it's something. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, here's, here's a better question. Well, Are you a Yankees fan? Yeah, by sort of, but I don't really follow baseball like that. But yes, I was a Yankees fan when they were winning, and that was fun and exciting. But I never cared about basketball. I mean, baseball the way I do basketball. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, to, to have won at all would be nice as a Knicks fan, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it, it would be weird to be a basketball fan now having grown up the way you did. Do you be, think it, that... Would you like you felt any differently about the Bulls because Phil Jackson won the Knicks their last championship as a player? No. Okay. I hated I hated the Bulls. I hated Phil. I hated it all. So if you so you're like hate watching this? No, not now. I mean, as a kid though, I mean, yeah, I hated it. Hated it. Hated it. And there were so many of my friends that were Knicks fans that would like. Well, you know, we lost, but it's so great to watch him. I'd be like, fuck him, fuck them. I hope they lose. <laughs> I liked Dennis Rodman. That was my guy. Um, but no, I, I hated the rest. When did you like Rodman? Because I remember liking Rodman a ton when he was on the Spurs. Oh, wow. No, I, I was Bulls Rodman by the time I really came around on him. So you were probably way too young to enjoy the, the bad boys of Detroit. Unfortunately, yes, I okay. was. That, was. that was very formative in my youth. <laughs> fucking hating Detroit, but like really just wanting Bill Lambeer to be on my team because that guy wanted oh, yeah. to fight. Oh, yeah. Well, shout out to Bill Lambeer, who's one of the only, like, boomer – well, I don't know. I call him – I'm using the term boomer loosely. But he's one of the only boomers to be like, no, LeBron's the best player of all time. Yeah. All well, these that's because he was Jordan's biggest opponent, and um, rumor has it that the guys, like, coming up from the hell in, on the Jordan statue, like, the main one is Bill Lambeer. <laughs> so, like, that's why. I don't know. But a lot of those guys like to say things like, oh, well – I played against the best. Like, you know, nobody was better than the guys I played against. Um, but come on, man. Well, that reminds me of the, I think it's the first episode when they're showing those uh, Celtics highlights, the Celtics 86 series of Bulls Celtics where Jordan goes off. The Celtics win yeah. w- with four Hall of Famers, but it's the most boring style of like doing it the right way basketball. You could see it's just a shitload of passing, which is smart. Good for them. But it's so boring. <laughs> So that's what I mean. The game it's like, can we do this doc without any game footage? <laughs> the game footage kind of like takes the allure away from me because it's like, huh, maybe it wasn't that magical. Maybe everything just kind of sucked back then. It I don't was think, like I know I think it was magical. I think the ninety my favorite series of all time when it comes to the Bulls is unfortunately against your team. It's the ninety three playoffs. Like I just remember that being a physically brutal series. Yeah. And I loved, loved, loved the Sonics Bulls series in 96. That was super exciting because you got Sean Kep and Gary Payton. That's fun. The personalities were fun. The game itself, the footage has aged poorly. It's to, not so as don't I don't rewatch this. 
No, like rewatching game tape from those years, you're like, what the fuck? The final score was 74 to 79. Would you rather watch any game from 96 or any game from 2006? 2006. Really? Yeah, I mean, that's like recency bias, maybe. I don't know. I'd go 2016 for sure, but I. Yeah, 2016 for sure. And 2006, I don't know. I mean,. I think watching a game from 2006, you might draw more relevant connections to what's happening in today's game. If that makes sense. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I am enjoying this series. I am a little bit let down. I feel like a lot of the 30 for 30s do have a kind of objective perspective where, you know, two different sides of something may be brought up. And this is just going to be a Jordan propaganda thing for 10 hours, which is fine and fun. But it was all this lead up of like Jordan saying, oh, you guys might not like me when you see this. You might think I'm an asshole. I'm like, fuck you, man. It's so tightly controlled. You know, oh, I walked in and everyone was doing coke and weed. And then I left. I walked right out. Just get the fuck out of here, man. That's not how it went. What if there is one episode just about his divorce, which I think is the biggest divorce alimony payment of all time again because he has final say it's like objectivity is is gone it reminds me of the wu-tang doc which i also loved but was rizza telling the wu-tang story and you're like this isn't going to be this isn't ken burns this isn't somebody outside of it taking a look at everybody's perspective and kind of presenting it on an unbiased way this is going to be jordan's story the way he wants it to be so yeah what if Hulu does what they did for the Fire Doc and like rushes a, and rushes a Bulls Doc, but it's it's just the opponents of every single playoff series, and they it's just talking heads talking. of them talking shit about Jordan. Yes, yes, and people that like you know had to pay like like that gambled with Jordan or gotten bar fights with. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Is there anything you're looking forward to in episodes two, uh, three and four? Because I'm assuming you're like me and you're like, this is your Sunday viewing for the next four weeks. Oh, yeah, 100%. I Part of me is like, damn, maybe I should have saved this all and just binge it all. No, I mean, like, no, 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 no. But um, I, I think uh, I'm not really looking forward. The Bad Boys thing, the 30 for 30 on the Bad Boys was so good. I hope it's not just a bunch of Isaiah Thomas talking about like how bad the Bad Boys were. I don't really need that again. So I hope that's not too much of the next two episodes i hope it's just isaiah thomas saying i am the real chicago athlete michael jordan is a bitch from north carolina (laughs) i'm better than him that would be great i want to see judd bushler's fan club number one uh number two i want to have a more in-depth view of bill wennington's uh rec room he appears to have all chicago sports flags hmm bill wennington did seem like a pretty chill dude actually with that that one little clip I like Bill Wennington, and clearly Steve Kerr is going to come out of this looking great. Of course he is. Of course he is. But where's Tony Kukoc? I like how, like, even in the promotional graphics, it's like Pippen, Jordan, Rodman, Kerr. I'm like, damn, guys. Like, Kukoc was way more important to those teams. Yeah, I I still don't exactly understand the hatred of him. But, like, I because they drafted him and they wanted somebody else. But, like, he did really well, and he was the sixth man. Like, I don't understand you can't, it really you can't understand it i mean like european players at that time were just you know there was i, I legitimately do not understand it because by the time i get fine treat him like shit for one year whatever he proved himself by the way i don't think that's true and fair and whatever i really charles oakley comes off like a real asshole to scotty pippen his rookie year so i don't think you should like haze people but he won the six man award why are you still giving him shit like two years later because he's foreign <laughs> 